In three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand what everybody's talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. And make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media down below. But remember, guys, only follow us or we get really sad. But in all seriousness, make sure you get perspectives from all over the place because we don't want you to be left in the dark like some people out there. Mm, poor people. Poor people, indeed. Jennifer, what has been the going topic for the last two years straight? Uh, voter fraud. True. <laughs> true, actually. Very true. What is the second, well, I would say the most, uh, the, the greatest narrative that has been going on for the last few years is COVID. Oh, oh, that old thing. That old thing. Yeah, I don't even think about that. Which, if you know anything about me, I have been saying for two years straight, I cannot wait for it to end. Not because I want the pandemic to end, but mainly because I want people to have something different to talk about. Well, here's the thing. My pandemic traffic is no more, and Florida is back to being crazy. So if I can't have my pandemic traffic, then I don't want a pandemic. So if we get rid of that, that'd be great. Well, I don't think that's coming, especially now, because the Senate just voted to scrap Biden's vaccine mandate. Which I was actually curious about to see if that was a possibility. I know we talked about it a couple of days ago, and I wasn't sure if that's something they could do, considering it was an executive order. Oh, I think the Senate would probably be the only ones with that power, with it being an executive order. I'm not sure, but... Well, now they're... Yes, obviously, yes, they can do it now. Well, if now they we hadn't know. done it, mm -hmm. the court system would have done it. Right, which they had been doing anyway. They had they been had doing already... on a small scale, but I feel like it would have eventually like continued to make its way, if necessary, to even the Supreme Court. Right. Well, it had already been suspe suspended. Um, and yeah. OSHA had come out and they said, we're not going to enforce it mm -hmm. anyway. Um, so. so I'm curious why the Senate came out and did it when it was already suspended in the first place. It seems like a, I don't know, a political move in a way. Oh, I'm sure it is. But, but regardless, the action, oh, it even says, was largely symbolic. But it allowed Republicans to press an attack on Democrats that is likely to be central to their midterm election campaigns and this comes from the new york times uh, of course it does and what we'll find out is i think it was 48 oh no sorry 50 senate republicans and two democrats joe manchin and kristen cinema no actually it's not <gasps> no she's still hiding in a bathroom isn't she it is john <laughs> Tess yes she is still hiding in a bathroom because those protesters will not let her out they'll not leave her alone they've stolen all of the toilet paper poor thing but who was the other senator? It was John Tester from Montana, which also surprised me. I didn't think Montana had a blue anything. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Yeah, Montana. Okay, mm -hmm. weird flex, but all right. No, I lived in Bozeman. That was kind of liberal in a way, uh, or more so kind of going in that direction. But, I mean, Montana's a big place. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the Senate on Wednesday voted narrowly to roll back President Biden's vaccine and testing mandate for large employers, uh, taking mostly symbolic action as Republicans escalate their protest of the administration's push to immunize Americans against a deadly pandemic. 
The vote was bipartisan as two centrist Democrats, Senators Joe Manchin III, mind you, of West Virginia, and John Tester of Montana, joined all 50 Republicans in voting to overturn its, uh, the regulation, which has already been blocked amid a wave of litigation by large employers and Republican-controlled states, n- not to mention the court system as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Which I it mean, didn't bring up. The court system has basically said, like, you know, you, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. Man, it's, I feel like it's almost not even a HIPAA violation, but it, it could be. But, like, and I know I've talked about this before, even with, like, a, a flu vaccine in our hospital or my hospital, mm-hmm. you have the right to not get it. You just may have certain restrictions. Now, they can't get mad if they place certain restrictions. Like, if you don't get the flu vaccine, you have to wear a mask. We're still all wearing masks right now. But if one day they're like, okay, if you're vaccinated, you're cool. You no longer have to wear a mask. Then, but if you're not vaccinated, you still do. Like, that should not be an issue when that time comes. Now, are you saying it's a HIPAA violation because technically you know everyone is getting the vaccine, and because everyone's getting the vaccine, you know their personal information? Yeah, but I mean, I guess your employer, to an extent, has a right to know your, your but health I mean, information. everybody, but... right? So if you and I work in the same company, and I know, we both know that everyone needs to get a vaccine, then I know you got a vaccine, and that is a HIPAA violation. Or like if you get fired. And and you're like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Then I'm kind of just sitting over here like, okay, well, I guess he didn't get his COVID vaccine. Because I don't know. Maybe HIPAA wasn't the right. Like, it just seems very, it's icky to use one of my favorite words. Mm-hmm. It's icky. And I think one think of the about. main reasons why they, they did it, I think a, a lot of the times it just came down to this is something that is supposed to be done by the House of Representatives. If you want something that's broad sweeping across public mm-hmm. life, it's supposed to happen. In the House. Even then, though, I think it would still be struck down. Well, I guess we'll never know. But at the same time, not to do too far of a stretch, the the same people who are constantly arguing for, like, you know, that are concerned that Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned soon, mm-hmm. and the same people who are like, oh, women bodily autonomy, this, that, and the other, like, they're also the same people who are like, ooh, vaccine mandates, mm-hmm. and and I know that's what a lot of people are getting frustrated by because it's like, so you're pro control over your body, mm-hmm. except for this. So now, I mean, I'm pro vaccine. I think everybody who can should get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I'm pro choice and pro, like, let women do whatever they want with, let everybody do whatever they want with their bodies. So by that nature, I have to say, okay, if you don't want to get the vaccine, then you don't have to get the vaccine. Yeah, it's usually one of those cases where um, it, it's the slogan, so long as it's on your side. Yeah. Right? My body, my choice, only when it applies to me. And not. Yeah. And I know they're saying, like, oh, well, it's because it's going to be, like, it's going to care for others. And it's going to make sure that, you know, people who can't get the vaccine, I hear you. But at the end of the day, some people just don't care. And, and that's unfortunate but you still can't force people because, on the other hand, people are like, oh, well, that goes against my religion. To go back to the bodily autonomy, you can't force it on. on. That was a tangent. I'm sorry. No, and I completely agree with you. I think when it comes to religion, I, you know, I, I feel like people start to forget that there's other religions 
than Christianity when they start making arguments against religion. Yeah. Because I don't think the same people who say you like who cares about your religion, right? You should get vaccinated, right? Yeah. You should have to get vaccinated. I don't care that you're Christian. But it's usually the same group who's like very pro other religions outside of Christianity. I don't think they realize that that argument is also being applied to other religions that they do support. And I think if they put that into perspective, they would not support it then. Yeah. I guess religion was also a bad example, but like just the collective good. Mm-hmm. So people who argue against things like abortion, they believe that is also for the collective good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're allowing more babies. That's, that's the collective good. So it's still the same argument. And a lot of people are going to be like, whoa, you are not a Democrat, not a liberal anymore. But I said what I said. And that's fine. You're allowed to think for yourself. No, I'm not. I'm a Democrat. If you step out of line, you're no longer I'm a Democrat, no Jennifer. I'm no longer a Democrat. So. Even though I think if you're someone who says you're no longer a Democrat because you stepped out of line, I don't think that person who's saying it is a Democrat. I think they're something else. The rules are very, very weird. They're, they're very odd. I, it, it's hard for me to keep up. Anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. Uh, four Republicans who forced the action, I guess the, the vote in the Senate. <laughs> it was a prime opportunity to paint the administration's efforts to increase coronavirus vaccinations as federal overreach, a central component of their campaign message going into the midterm elections next year. It was also an unusual successful vote for the minority party. The federal government, elites in Washington, cannot micromanage citizens' personal choice without a legitimate basis in the law and the Constitution, said Senator uh, Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. And that goes double for presidents going far beyond the bounds of their office and their authority. Now, I think Joe Manchin did it because I think he does live in a red state. They just happen to really like him there. And I think going into next year, I think he's up for election. I can't remember. Mm. But anyway, it does him good. To, to kind of swing yeah. right a little bit on He probably also is still trying to, like, maintain that very moderate right. area, um, which is fine. I think this is a fine place to, to do that. The Montana guy. I'm not surprised by that because we read an article a couple weeks ago about Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema voting against the, 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 imp- or the two million... Mm-hmm budget plan. And in that article, they mentioned that there were other Democrats who also wanted to vote against it, but, but didn't. didn't because they were up for election and they didn't want and to be it, on the record. one of them was Montana guy. Right. And I think, well, I don't know about that, but I think Kristen Cinema did not vote on this in the opposite direction this time around because she had gotten so much flack. Oh, So that this makes time, sense. maybe they said to each other, kind of behind closed doors, yo, Tom here, or whatever his name is, I'm going to take the heat for this one. So me and Joe are going to go, go in on this. Okay. That's just my speculation. That's not truth, but yeah. just going off of kind of how people have been voting for the last couple of weeks. I also love how they mentioned that Mitch McConnell is a polio survivor. What? Where do they mention that? Minority leader and polio survivor who has been an outspoken proponent of coronavirus vaccine. Um... It's because... Does he have natural immunity for polio? Well, I mean, I think that's the point. It's like, we'll see, he's had polio, so he doesn't care about vaccines because, you know, I just think it's funny. I think it would be... this isn't the mm -hmm. first article that's done it. Really? Yes. 
I think it would be really funny if he survived polio, did not get the polio vaccine, but now he just has natural immunity, which cuts against the entire argument for natural immunity that people try to push. I don't know. So, like, natural immunity to everything or just polio? It's just, I guess, polio. Hmm. No, well, they say natural immunity when they talk about COVID vaccines. Yeah. Right, they say, why do I have to get a, a COVID vaccine to get into this store, right, if you're checking for vaccination status? If I've had. If I've already had yeah. it. Um, now, I don't know how long that natural immunity lasts. That's always been my argument, because it does wane. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of YouTubers actually talk about this, um, and, and they talk about, oh, look, the, 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 you know, the CDC has just come out, and they've said that you have to get or people who, who are, are uh, medically declining or have a medical condition, they have to get, you know, it's recommended that they get four booster shots now or whatever, right? They have to get another one. And well, so then, like, like, when? Whatever the recommendation is, oh, right? I, I don't think, even think I the, know what the recommendation is. I think the U.S., it's just two right now, two or three for people with medical conditions. But I think they forget that aspect where if you are on chemotherapy, after you get the vaccine and then you get chemotherapy, that's going to completely destroy your immune system. So yeah. that's why you have to get it again. That makes sense. I could be completely wrong, but usually that's what happens. Yeah. And so I think they miss that little caveat there. It's not everyone has to get the recommended boost or boosters. It's just because it's destroying your immunity again. So you should probably just get it again. Makes perfect But I digress. The legislative action is likely to further politicize the pandemic response, particularly as Republican leaders have struggled to quell vaccine misinformation and skepticism in their ranks and draw the distinct uh, distinction between opposing the mandates rather than the vaccines. Republicans who conceded that they would not be successful in overturning the rule without veto-proof majorities and they would weaponize the mandate as further evidence of the Biden administration's heavy-handed approach to governance and continue to push for action. I, I do think that's a fair point, too, though. Like, you can... Take, take you and I, for example. We're mm-hmm. for the vaccine. We're like, yeah, totally. We can go out and get it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then we're also not for mandates. Right. So I do think maybe if the right were saying like hey you know go out talk to your doctor do what's best for you we get that you don't want to be forced to do this but like it could be a cool thing to do Mm -hmm. to to make sure you're safe and don't get sick then i think maybe everybody could get along a little bit more about it but no one's going to do that i think if you're looking at the political spectrum i would say people on more of the not far right but but further right are more of that skeptical bunch because i i do follow people on social media and, and some of the things do kind of weird and it's like just go out and get the vaccine but again yeah i'm not gonna force it um, but i think when you get to the more moderate right i think they are saying just that um get the vaccine and and, and go about your business but, but like we're not gonna we're not gonna force you it right 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 yeah so but that again that's not the message you're like seeing on youtube it's not the message you're mm-hmm. seeing on facebook it's the message you were seeing where people are getting their media, mm-hmm. then it would be better. So. No, I, I agree. It definitely depends on who you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are still skeptics out there, and I'm very confused by it. Um, but again, I'm not going to push on anyone because really, I don't care. Because you and I both understand. Right, that's the difference between someone who's a skeptic 
uh, whether it's the vaccines are terrible or skeptic, as in get the vaccine, but we're still all going to die. Right? We're in the middle where it's you should get the vaccine, and if you don't, you're not affecting me because I'm good I now. I have the vaccine. So. Right. So don't be a crazy person on both sides. Um, that's kind of the rule of the game in every political scenario. I, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, if you keep plowing forward with it and with everything that's been done to say that, hey, this is falling flat across the country, that's his liability, uh, said Senator Mike Braun, Republican of Indiana. I think it's just another bad subject that he's been doctrin doctrinaire about and not flexible. I'm guessing they're talking about the Biden administration. <laughs> the concern for centrist Democrats signaled that some in the president's party are wary of fully embracing the mandates beyond those for federal workers and members of the military. Mr. Tester and Mr. Manchin both cited concerns from businesses in their states about the ability to retain workers should the regulations prevail over continuing court challenges. But I think they even expanded it past federal workers. I think the mm -hmm. reason they voted against this was because they were trying to push it on every public sector worker, mm -hmm. which, which, is a, which is a lot. And, and again, we always come back to this. Mm -hmm. Until my Taco Bell stops closing at 9 p.m., like stops closing their their drive through at nine p.m. when it's supposed to be fourth meal. It's supposed to be open until one a.m. Mm -hmm. um, until that happens, don't mandate workers to do anything because I need people working at the Taco Bell to give me my nacho bell grande. Okay, so you're saying if there there's mandates, they're likely to quit their jobs. They're either likely Probably. to quit their jobs, less able to get jobs. I mean, people are already True. not going into these jobs because mm -hmm. they're paying beans. And and then that's funny because it's I was my example was Taco Bell. Anyway. Is it beans or is it uh, beans with cellulose filler? That's Let's, what they put in their their beef. Ew, stop. Ew, no. It, no, it's just wood pulp. They put it in Parmesan cheese and everything. Oh so well, not, when you say it like that, though. Yeah. Well. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, we're not gonna recoup that labor pool by imposing more difficulties and right. more barriers. Because people don't want to go through the hiring process in the first place. Well, it sucks. It, it does. It oh. does. And when you have to do a background check, or you have to do fingerprints, or you have to do a drug test, and now you have to get a vaccine mandate, people are just going to go and say, screw it. I don't want to have to go through all this. It's too much. Any. The concern from... Oh, I probably read that. Uh, what it says is, it will, was put forth with all the best intentions, but it's putting some business I businesses in a bind. Uh, said Mr. Tester. It's about certainty for businesses to move forward. And, and that's true, too. If you're, if you're imposing mandates and you don't know, really know when they're going to stop or, or what have you, these businesses are kind of at the will of the federal government mm -hmm. and, and, and these regulations. And that does make it harder to do business. As we just said. Anyway. With the two Democrats in support, the vote was 52 to 48 to pass the bill. The administration previously announced a series of vaccine mandates for health work care workers and military personnel in November. It said that a vaccine and testing mandate would go into effect in January for the private sector. But a federal court of appeals uh, kept in place a block on the private sector requirement. In issuing the rule, the court declared that, that OSHA had overstepped its authority. While some companies welcome the OSHA requirement as a way to move forward, others have resisted, citing concerns about exacerbating a challenge, challenging labor shortage. Some of the largest private employers, including Walmart and J.P. Morgan Chase, have yet to outline a broad mandate for all employees. 
A recent poll of 543 companies by the consulting firm Willis Towers Watson found that 57% either require or plan to require COVID-19 vaccinations. That includes 32% that plan to mandate vaccines only if the OSHA rules take effect. 7% said they plan to impose regulations regardless of the outcome. And I wonder why. It doesn't matter why. If you're a private corporation, if you're a small business, if you're whatever, you have the right. No, you do. You definitely do have the right to, to mandate vaccines, but why? That's my curiosity. Like, I do think these are very large corporations. I don't want to get conspiratorial and say that they're working with Big Pharma. And, but these are banks, and I'm you, sure they have investments. You know I like to take a peek down conspiracy theory lane all the time, so. I mean, it's not something that's... It, it negatively affects business. I don't know. Maybe they're just really, really, really passionate about the vaccine. They could be. They could be. But I am curious. And maybe curious. they don't want to get shut down for X number of months again. But these are also very large industries who most likely, these are jobs that, they could, that they've likely been doing at, from home for the last two years. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of big companies. My, my dad, for instance, is anecdotal. He hasn't been in the office for two years. I can't imagine they actually have a large percentage of their workforce actually in the office. <laughs> to which point, the vaccine mandate would not be necessary for their daily operations. So I do kind of think maybe there's a little bit of an investment there, and they know it's going to be helping out the also big pharmaceutical companies that are making these drugs. Maybe. Very good point. I don't know. Uh, Republicans last week threatened to block a government funding bill over the mandates, which would have led to a shutdown. Oh, we're back to that again. Oh, wow. Remember two months yeah. ago? They shortly funded it. But they failed to win any Democratic support for a proposal that would have barred funding for carrying out any mandates. Yeah, yeah, don't do that, but... In this instance, Republicans used a once-obscure law known as the Congressional Review Act to counter the imposition of the mandate. The law gives Congress the ability to overturn a regulation with a simple majority in both chambers, and it cannot be filibustered in the Senate. So I think that answers your question. That's how they did it. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, because I was like, I've never heard of the Senate ever doing this for any type of executive order because mm -hmm. they're kind of just like written like i don't know law de or detention notes or something something that's given out frequently well i guess man uh um anyway but i guess that's how they did it the congressional review act yeah so Which, we there's some, some odd rules in congress where they can do something but they can only do it like twice or there's it's like a board game honestly you can do it once if the blue moon is aligned with jupiter on the fourth Tuesday, first Tuesday of December. Do you think there's like someone going around the halls of Congress, like dealing a deck of cards, and someone just so happened, like Yu Gi Oh cards, and someone just so happened to get the Congressional Review Act troll, and they got to play it? Yeah, probably. Nancy Pelosi's like, I've got the best deck in Congress. Definitely. Cards up her sleeves. At a news conference on Wednesday, Republican proponents said that while they were vaccinated and wanted their constituents to be as well. Oh, boy, see, there, there you go. go. The bid to overturn the rule was a referendum on federal overreach and proof of their willingness to fight for the people they represent. That's fine. Encouraging the and requiring are two different things, said Senator Shelley Moore Capito. Killing the American spirit. 
uh, she charged that the mandate was killing the American spirit of being able to make decisions about yourself. But again, I'm going back to this point. The same senators that are doing this cannot now later come out and be like, oh yeah, we should have a mandate for banning abortions or we support the Texas abortion thing. Like, you also can't have it both ways, just like Democrats can't be like, oh no, women's, you know, reproductive rights. But no, 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 you have to be forced to get the vaccine. Like, both of you have to understand you can't have it both ways. If we have total autonomy over our bodies, we have total autonomy over our bodies. A majority of Democrats denounced the Republican efforts as one to undercut the inoculation of Americans. Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat of Massachusetts, said that taking tools out of the toolbox is just plain dumb, except if those tools are rusty. Or you don't use them. Or illegal. I mean, a toolbox is hella heavy. I remember this one time when I was, like, younger than I am now. And my grandparents were moving out of their house, and they have, like, a lot of, a lot of junk in their basement. And my granddad was like, here, take this toolbox. I had all of the tools. But I, I took them anyway, and it was just a cluttered mess. So don't take her advice. Sometimes taking tools out of your toolbox is an organizational strategy. Well, also, anyway. I mean, if one of your tools is, like, brass knuckles, and they're illegal, then you probably shouldn't use them. Why do you have brass knuckles in your toolbox? I don't know. I was toolbox? just trying to think What's of... happening at the construction <laughs> site? <laughs> I was just trying to think of something illegal. I don't know. It's not a good analogy. But, it, but, yeah, you're just trying to say, if you have something illegal, you might want to take it out. Yeah, if you have something that's, like, not, not good and not working, mm-hmm. then, yeah, throw that one out. Anyway. There should be one message, and one message only coming from the chamber to the American people, said Senator Chuck Schumer of New York. Get vaccinated, get boosted, and stay safe yourself. Keep your families, your communities, and our country safe. One message, Jennifer, coming out of the chamber, and that should be the message, which is also usually ended with, Yet we're all going to die. Full disclosure, I thought it said get vaccinated, get boozed. Get boozed. I was on board with both, but anyway. Remember when Chuck Schumer said uh, the erection instead of the insurrection? I do not remember that, but that's funny. Yeah. So it's not past him to say get boozed. might have been a little boozed when he said that. <laughs> he said the erection, yeah. It was a big erection. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Insurrection. Insurrection. <laughs> well, if we weren't already not monetized, we would have just been demonetized. So. He's seen some big erections in his time. Having been around for so long, many countries have fallen uh, to erectionists. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, let us know down in the comments. Have you been vaccinated? Yeah, there you Have go. Have you not been vaccinated? And do you really care anymore? I Does don't. anyone really care? I think that's the major question. Does anyone really care anymore about COVID? Uh, yes, people do. Um, n- no, you, you probably shouldn't. I'm tired of it. 
I ignore everything Omicron because I'm just like, I'm done. It's over. Right. I'm tired. At this point, just take me. Even though it's less deadly, apparently. Well, and I made this point the other day. I don't know if I made it to you, but I made it to a few people. Okay, so a coronavirus, when we first started learning about them, was Mm -hmm. the common cold. Okay. Um, Then it mutated into COVID. Became something way worse. Now it has gone back to being fast spreading, but mild symptoms. Right. Which is literally back to being the common cold. Now I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. This is just my observations from what the media is telling me. But, but it seems like we've gotten it all the way back. Like, when are, at what point are we going to stop freaking out about a coronavirus when it's just the common cold again? I think at this point, I think we have to wait until the um, current generation dies off. Like, I think our children, who have never heard of COVID anymore, I think they won't worry. Well, that's good. Because I, I think for the next 60 years, everyone that we know is just going to keep talking about it and worrying about it. Well, that sucks. I, I don't, don't think, do I that. actually don't, don't think that. I'm I hope kind not. of joking a little bit. I hope it's gone, like, very I think at least in two or three years, people will kind of settle down. I think there will still be fanatics about it. Yeah. I, honestly, I think the people that are screaming the most are really just germaphobes. And I think this has given an opportunity for germaphobes to actually have a voice. Right before, germaphobes were just kind of like, oh, the like nut. you're weird, right? Yeah. You have to wipe everything down, and hose it all down and whatnot. People are still like, wiping their desks down every single day at work. And I'm just like... We saw that girl, like, getting something out of her car with a mask on for some reason. Yeah, that was There's no odd. one around. Except us, I guess. No, and there was that bird. True. That right was, across yeah. the street. He the was bird a shady-looking bird. On. The bird did have... He's a safe bird. Safe bird. But, yeah. If anyone's wondering, I don't care anymore. I'm just tired, so... I'm vaccinated. I'm safe. And that's the only message you really need to hear. Be safe. Talk to your doctor. Don't be annoying. And Leave me alone. Don't be rude. And we will see you in the next episode. Comment down below. Tell us how much you love us, how much you hate us. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.